On this episode, John and I have in-studio guest Kevin Richards with the Golf Simulator guys, actually soon to be rebranded Golf Simulator World, and uh, he talks to us about the new equipment that John's installed in his basement, as well as just kind of the trends that he has seen in the 11 years as he has built up a business in installing uh, golf simulators, golf mats um, for people across the nation and around the world. We're really excited to talk to him about what that's doing for the game and uh, how that's going to continue to, we hope, grow the game over time. So check it out. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of season two of the Faded Golf Podcast. My name is Mark Julien. I am here tonight, as always, with Mr. Falkenberg. What's happening? How you doing, sir? Very good. We have a uh, guest in studio, which I should say in simulator studio <laughs> tonight, uh, Mr. Kevin Richards with the Golf Simulator guys. Hello, everybody. How are we doing, Kevin? Good. How's everybody else? Good. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for coming out. Making the drive. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Plainfield? Greenwood. Greenwood. Even worse. But I actually came from Worthington, believe it or not. Okay. So you've been out and about all day. Yes. Well, we appreciate you stopping by the north side of Indy. Your shop's in Plainfield. That's where you're at most of the time, right? Correct. Okay. I live in Greenwood. Okay, but you live in Greenwood. We, uh... The, um, the, the loop around Indianapolis is usually pretty easy to get around for the most part, but I get it. If you've been in the car all day, that, that can make for a long day. So we appreciate you, uh, you coming up. Not a problem. Happy to do it. So John recently upgraded his simulator and we thought, you know, what, what better way to kind of really, I guess, kick that in and, uh, uh, I guess try to, you know, you know introduce it as bring in. The brains behind the operation here. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. I can't remember on the podcast before last where I, we talked about the equipment they knew, Unicor. I think it was two yeah. podcasts ago. So yeah. we talked about getting Kevin on, and I don't think we were able to do it last. Well, we couldn't do it last time. So yep. here you are now. And yeah, Kevin. So I'll go into a little bit how I met Kevin. So I was living in St. Louis and was looking to move over here. This was uh, about, gosh, going on five years ago. So I was considering places to move to around Indianapolis, and I knew I was going to probably be in the northern Indianapolis area, and I wanted to be on a golf course, and I was going to build a house, but I was always coveting golf simulators. So I knew I was going to put one in the house, and I started researching online and – Kevin's company came up. Him and his brother uh, own it. Uh, golf Simulator guys. What's your brother's name? Kevin? Shout out to Brett. Brett. Mm-hmm. Brett. All right. So That's I call- my middle name. Shout out to Brett. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I called in. Kevin answered as usual. He always answers the phone. The dude is awesome customer service. So called in. He gave me all the information up front, and I bet you I called him the first six months. I mean, it was <laughs> it was like every other week, just trying to figure out like specs, what to do here. He was always took. All the time, patience with me being real nerdy about it and just asking all kinds of questions. Uh, when I came over here before I had started building the house and I was coming back and forth from St. Louis, um, I had picked a lot out, had a lot, but then I went over to Kevin's uh, shop he has in Plainfield, Indiana, where he has his golf studios. And so I was able to see it there firsthand. 
So uh, I ended up pulling the trigger with him, and he actually agreed since I was local here in Indianapolis to help me put it up. So mm-hmm. it was, that was how, because usually he's shipping kits all around the world. Who, so, okay, I, keep going, keep going. So, um, I, I got questions. Okay. Keep going, though. So I, I we can't, because he actually, you had, this was like a prototype at the time, the cage. Yes, you were my very first customer. <laughs> <laughs> of this simula- of this studio, yeah, yes. you were selling a bunch of simulators at the time. So yes. this of this of this uh, simulator type and studio. So he's like, yeah, okay, you're here in town. Let's just you be the the guinea pig, and but it's worked out great, and um, you know it, it's been awesome. And I think since then your business has just taken off. I mean, yeah. uh, you guys are you guys correct me if I'm not wrong, but are you the largest uh, golf simulator reseller in the country? We're one of the top three. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. And That's based pretty. out of Indiana, and and when did you start your business? Um, back in two thousand nine. Okay, mm-hmm. so you've been—I mean, you've been going a little over ten years. And uh, going on eleven. Yeah. yeah. So that's. Uh, and we've that's grown right. pretty much every year. Grown every new year. Sims, new sims, new new uh, designs. You name it, um, we're doing it. Okay. So, so could you just like, hey, you know, I'll just start with a few questions here, and Mark jump in, mm-hmm. whatever, because I know you'll have a bunch of questions. Well, so. You just give us a little background on you, you know, where you're from, you know, where you grew up, all that, <laughs> and then how you uh, you got into golf. Um, well, I've been golfing since I was 18, but south side of Indianapolis, um, Southport area, um, my whole life, um, moved a little further south to Greenwood, and then uh, most of my uh, adult career, I've been a, a general contractor, and then the housing market fell out in 08, mm-hmm. and Worked right up, and luckily uh, we had already started this business, and we were on the startup still. And uh, it snowballed from selling one simulator to selling about 20 now. Okay. About three different brands, um, or about six different brands, and most, most of them have multiple simulator units they sell. So how do you just go from a general contractor working with houses to... To, to get into golf simulators. How did that happen? Well, one day my brother called me up and said, uh, hey, you want to go a half on a golf simulator? And uh, it was the Opti Shot. I mean, the Opti Shot. Yeah. You still and, sell uh, those, right? Uh, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the top-selling simulators as far as the entry-level simulator in, in the U.S. Um, but I said, sure, you know, give it a try, $400. You know, that's change. And uh, he's like, well, I think I can build a website for this, and we just make some weekend money, and uh, it just took off from that. Um, first month we did like twenty thousand dollars in sales, and the first month, yeah, what? selling opti shots, opti shots, yep, and golf mats, just reselling. Wow, wow, just saying, hey, I created a website, and yeah, and you did. Did you guys have to do anything, or just no? It was just all marketing on internet, you know. Wow, that's what it was. So why? What? How many iterations of your website have you gone through at this point? Um. We're actually getting ready to rebrand. Oh, okay. So we're always going to be Golf Simulator guys. I'm um, getting ready to rebrand to Golf Simulator World. Okay. So, so new brand. Yeah. No, uh, you're dropping the guys. No, we're always going to have the guys because that's our corporate name. Okay. But um, we just think it's a little more not so garage doorish type sound by being Golf Simulator guys. We mm-hmm. want to be more... Classed up a little bit, I guess. So, corporation. so, so your parent company yeah. is Golf Simulator, guys. Right. But the the brand, the, your marketing brand, mm-hmm. you're moving to world. Yep. That it, makes sense. It, I, I'm a marketing guy. I get that. Mm-hmm. I'm following you. So you started Golf Simulator, guys, in 08, 09? Uh, 09. It oh, was it. early 09, though. 
Oh, that's that's so how so how have you how long did it take to to ramp up? Were you like the first couple of years where it took us about three years to uh, really ramp up? Okay, but, uh, we started designing golf mats um, pretty much our first year, and that was kind of our staple product starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we took on True Golf as a uh, another golf simulator company, and then from there we went to Skytrack, and now we're with. When did you go to Skytrack? When? Yeah. Um, about three years ago. Um, they actually sell our products, so now we're not just resellers, we're wholesalers. So simulator companies are coming back to us for our product. So when you, let me back up here. I want to talk about the mats, because mm-hmm. you talk about mats, and when you, you say your mats. Mm-hmm. D- just tell me a little bit about what that, that means as far as like your mats. Um, we designed them, because when we first started our business, OptiShot would not let us sell their golf mats. Okay. So we had to figure out our own mat system to put along with the golf simulator. Hmm. And my construction background, um, you know, was applicable to me. Um, our first golf mats, um, I wouldn't have sold them to anybody. <laughs> they were trash. So, um, but as we learned and figured out adhesives and work with certain rubbers and things like that, um, we... So it's up. basically like, so you guys would buy like this obviously like turf type material Mm -hmm. and then uh, build it out onto some type of a structure or flooring or matting that would obviously then accommodate this, the simulator. Yes. Okay. Um, Profile height and things like that, you know, off the floor for the simulator because most of them back in the early days, you actually hit off the simulator. Um, Oh, right, right, right. So um, like the Opshot, the True Golf, True Track, um, those types of simulators were all in the floor system. Right. Yeah, the actual like sensors were down mm. in the ground. So, right? Mark, this is like this is trash, like this regular floor. And yeah, it, this is the stuff that the Brady Bunch had like in their backyard. And then that, but shit, you would be surprised. I mean, people sell this to like people hit off. Of. Oh, I believe that. So, and then you go look at his that he yeah. put in. That stuff's just incredible. Well, we were putting on it. I mean, it's it's yeah, awesome. It's fantastic. You can actually stick a golf tee in that. So yeah, that was uh, we awesome. were playing on it a week ago. It's fantastic. Right. It's awesome. Um, the uh, now. So you guys basically import this product from somebody. Um, the turf company is based out of Georgia. Oh, okay. Um, the rubber company does all of our manufacturing as far as the cutting of the rubber mm-hmm. is local here in Indiana. Okay. Um, we try to use as much local people as we yeah, can. Yeah, that's great. So our metal fabricators, um, all of our seamsters, they're all here locally. Okay. I like it. So I mean, there's I mean, like you, Mark. You know more about the simulator than the average guy that doesn't own one because you've been over here so much. <laughs> so he, the cage, just kind of explain like yeah. how the whole simulator is put together, Kevin. Like the cage and the projector screen, the mat, just the whole thing. Um, I mean, there's really not that much to it. So the screen is really one of the most important things. Um, you're trying to find you know materials that can absorb a golf impact behold a quality image yeah um and there's a fine line on that i'm um, using when you go strength you lose quality image when you go high quality image you lose strength uh, we actually developed a screen material ourselves um unfortunately it's open on the free market now so anybody can get it um even though we developed it but it's a high quality as far as frames no patent on that then no nah, there's no patenting um as far as frames, there's a lot of do-it-yourselfers out there who, you know, use conduit and things like that. Um, they're all pretty much the same, but structurally, 
we built one of the best units, you know, mm-hmm. as far as being sound and the image quality and yeah. I mean, we I've I've been popping down here to John's for at least well, what, John's three like five years. years old, and that screen's yeah. still in great screen. Screen's great in good shape. Uh, I think I don't we know talk- how much John uses it, but I, well, I think we talked about maybe he needs to, uh, a new bulb for his projector. Might be a little bit that could we, help we, for three years old. We reduced the lights here up front, uh-huh. and actually got a little better image. I got a little bit better too. Yeah. So, but you know three-year-old bulb yeah. might might be part of it too right and you get a no usually they image, just but... go bad i mean they usually yeah. don't lo- lose their lumens but um when they go bad they just go out and yeah you have nothing but uh but yeah i mean the the upgrade from what john what you had the uh what would you have before sky track the sky track with the actual device on the ground and mm-hmm. a launch monitor yeah so now we <clears throat> i upgraded the unicorn and you know I, I I love it. It's 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 out of the way. So at first, it's on the, mounted on the ceiling, so you don't have anything on the floor next to you, you know, right. or it distracts you. But you know, there's a couple little kinks with it. But overall, I mean, it's just it's so much better than the Skytrack. It's you get a lot more numbers with it, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Skytrack's great. Mm-hmm. It's it, a, it serves a purpose. Well, and, and this seemed a little bit more accurate. Um, I, I'm I'm looking to take his old Skytrack off of him and and put it in my garage. Well, so, <laughs> what people don't understand, you know, all this. All the algorithms, they're based off the, the simulator itself. Mm-hmm. And each company has their own algorithms on how they put things together. You know, ball speed plus launch angle equals this distance. Uh, yeah. And each company will have their own algorithms try to get as close as possible to accuracy. Okay. Interesting. So if, have you found, I guess, in doing this now almost 11 years or, you know, 11 years now at this point, um, how do you feel like the from what i've seen and maybe you have a different perspective on it but where is the evolution of this going like right now it seems like the cost is coming down and um obviously there becomes more like mobile type of of things but what other trends i guess are you seeing besides costs and mobile mobility um i don't think the cost is going to come down as much as everybody would think okay um just for the fact that there's just not that many of them sold yeah so um, they're not like cars or whatever, and they're just selling millions. Of well, them. but I mean, hundred thousand dollar, hundred fifty thousand dollar golf simulator is available. But on your website, you guys are selling them for um, anywhere from you know seven all the way up to fifty thousand. Right, but I mean, we've also seen the one. So what I'm that comes, from, that comes with the bells and whistles. Yeah. So um, you know, a four K projector, let's say. Um, okay. Curve, laser curve screen curve screen sure just that'd be like your fifty thousand dollar one you correct. think but okay. this like right here i mean what could you get what is this retail for like mine um about with the unicorn about 32 oh really mm-hmm. okay um yeah I mean, so I, to me there, there is an affordability factor and obviously people need to have the space for it whether it's a garage space or it's a basement space with higher ceilings or something of that nature or something but um to me, I feel like that is has been a trend. Is that more affordable? Because it seemed like even five years ago, like if you put a golf simulator in your house, it was like, oh, Here's you must there. be loaded, right? right? No, um, it, it's come down to where it is more affordable for people, especially um, a lot of the the do-it-yourselfers out there. Sure, can um, pretty much buy screen material, put some black material around the frame, and then buy a golf mat and a simulator. Yeah, and. Uh, they could do that for under ten, um, for the most part. Um, you know, once you get up to the higher technology, like the foresight line, 
Um, Unicor, you're probably looking close to Tim with that. Do it yourself. That's not easy to do, though. To that's do not, it no, right. That's, hey, and guess what? That's still pricey, right? Like ten thousand dollars isn't cheap for a, a luxury item. Essentially, still. Well, me and Brett were one of the first companies to come out with a tension screen, so mm-hmm. it's pulled tight in all four directions. Um, so when the ball impacts the screen, it doesn't distort the picture. Um, the main reason why you don't want it too tight is so you don't get a shrimp yeah. effect. So yep. um, there's a fine line, but um, we worked all those kinks out. It, it, the ball still comes back at you a little bit, but it doesn't fly back at you, so it hits the ground and rolls back. I, I was hitting it uh, last week, and it came right back to the right. spot where <laughs> right. I was hitting from. It was perfect. So there's a fine line <laughs> on how tight you tight your screen up, but um, we were one of the first companies to come out with that, and there was more people following suit. Okay. So I, I think we I was talking with you about this the other day. So, like, how many sky tracks are sold a day in the United States? You know, I don't know those numbers, but I would say on average, probably there's probably selling forty units a day. So that's a decent amount. Those things are two grand. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, that shows you that there's a huge interest in it. Well, that that's kind of where I was going then. Uh, from a trend perspective, because like that's a device that you can obviously take mobily uh, to even a range, sure. hook it up to a laptop or something like that, right? No iPad, different iPad, iPad, whatever. It doesn't read where the shit out there. It doesn't. No, I've done it outside. Have you tried it? I, I've tried it. I didn't. I didn't think it read very well. Well, I guess that's where I was kind of going to. What are What are you seeing then from a mobility standpoint? You know, like with, whether people are. Whether it's a track man that obviously you can get out there and do those things, yeah, or of, are people doing things, things with indoors. their phones or what? There's most that little one right now, the little flight scope one that's like 500 bucks. That Is that you, the one you connect to your club? Yeah, well, No, it's actually a, just a little thing that's like on your bag, and mm. it gives you like a ton of readings hmm. that, you can, that you can get read outside that I saw advertised on the Golf Channel. I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, yeah it was like five hundred bucks. I was like, that's what? interesting. I don't think it gave you insane readings, but it gave quite a bit. Well, I mean, to to that point, you know, as we as as I walked in tonight, you know, you're looking at wedge spins and launch angles and things like that, and those are all things that, um, I, I mean, ten years ago we didn't even think about in this game. No, right? no. But the fact that we can go into a golf galaxy or a PGA Superstore or our neighbor's basement and uh, we don't have to go to necessarily a fitting professional or whatever, and you can get some of those readings. You can learn more about your golf swing through some of these numbers than I think we've ever had before. Not only that, the, the swing capture too. Yeah, I, I love the swing capture. Mark, oh any, God, that that no, I, that actually pissed me off. He didn't. No, he didn't I heard see. That one. He didn't see the. Oh, I haven't the, seen that one yet. No, I've seen the the club. Sorry, it's it's like the uh, the impact capture. He showed me that a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, the way I, I come inside out like some ridiculous <laughs> amateur golfer. but So we have webcam set up. So we have a webcam yeah. set up behind the golfer and to the side of the golfer yes. in our showroom. And you can actually get swing capture from both those directions yeah, simultaneously we, as well the, uh, as the uh, club path. Oh, yeah. See that? Yeah. So you can oh, see it's the almost perfect. And you can do the replay, too. Wow. It's slow-mo. <laughs> That's pretty. Well, you, uh, apparently, nobody, nobody on the podcast can see what we're looking at right now. But he's this got is how nice, we can start filming the podcast. We, it, it looks a little rough, but it's, yeah. it's not high res. <laughs> it's not high res. I've been really telling John, couple. you guys think, need to think about Twitch. Well, I mean, if if I if we were gamers, I would totally be all over that. I think we we could literally live stream on I YouTube though. Too. I, don't, so, I don't. I don't know. We're, what we're actually is. starting to get back into the Twitch um, broadcasting here shortly. 
See, I and I that was an interesting angle as John and I were talking about in that um what what we think about golf simulators and and I think John kind of has a question that alludes to this is that where by playing in a simulator, whether that's playing a tournament or your friends or whatever it is, um, it's a game and it, it feels less like a sport. It feels more like a game. Right. And so my thought process is here is that the future of golf, if you look at what's bringing down golf in that it takes too much time. Uh, it takes a lot of time to even learn and perfect the game, all those things that come along with it, uh, and how the attention span of the youth out there is is smaller and smaller. Right. For them to go play six holes, nine holes on a simulator that's a game, that, you know, in an hour, that's similar to them sitting down and playing Fortnite for an hour and right. not driving to a course, doing something, and doing some things. So, what are your thoughts on the future of how this turns into more gaming than maybe we're even playing it out to be right now? Um, yeah, I think you're playing overplaying that one. Um, people just don't have time to go out and commit five hours for a round of golf. Mm-hmm. Um, parents are just too busy. They don't have yep. time. Um, their careers are too busy. So they're really limited on how much golf they can play. And, then during the off season when they can't play because it's cold out, their game suffers because they're losing muscle memory and everything else that goes along with golf. And that's really where the simulator comes in. Yeah. I think you're, but there's something that you're hitting on, Mark, is that the way kids and the youth think about sports and the way they do things, they would almost prefer this because their attention span and then also their acumen towards technology. Yeah. That's where I see a huge market. And if you can somehow reach kids, but I think eventually what it would do, though, is the kids like the game, it could get them into real golf. I think it could yeah, be absolutely. a real a good way, like a kid that never really played sports, and he can come down and actually... Because there's nothing, there's no other sport out there that can be simulated like golf it's 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 just not it's not available this is that's what's the amazing thing about golf simulators because this thing we play golf on here pretty damn close it is pretty damn close that's the the closest you're gonna get i mean playing golf indoors the the putting is i think with any simulator and anything it's obviously not the same right better dude this putting is way better No, i get that but it's still not the same right like you're not a slope you aren't aiming at you know whatever you need to aim at you're still you're seeing little, you know, lines, lines you kind of moving, you know which way he, it's going to go. What he does. You, what you and like, if I hadn't played enough Tiger Woods golf growing up or Nintendo golf growing up, I probably wouldn't know what those little lines meant, right. but I've played enough. We you, have auto line break. So he puts that on the like E6 setting. He does auto line breaks. So you don't have to read the putt. All you have to do is get the speed and hit a square putt, and it usually goes in whether it has break or not. Yeah. Okay. Which you're never going to be able to replicate that. No. I mean, unless you have some crazy no, shit under. But that's why I look at it like this is, um, wh- where's the game in this? And where do, to your point, I, it goes back to the Twitch conversation. Why are people willing to watch others play a video game? Dude, people would probably w- like to watch us play a round of golf on the simulator. Especially if you had like money on the line or it something like that. It can like be that, very right? entertaining. Um, I don't know how many followers we had when we had our Twitch channel going, but the few broadcasts that we carried, we had quite a few views. Mm-hmm. I believe that. And I, again, I think if you're doing something, you're playing something, um, 
there's this format, right? We got the podcast, and I think we can broadcast it on YouTube if we wanted to. We could go Facebook Live. We can do a lot of different things, and that's because it's we're essentially like a talk show, right? Well, that's fine. But yeah, you Twitch the angle of like people playing a game. I think there's something there. I think people would watch amateurs playing golf and hacking it up and playing for money or something of that nature. Well, um, like by D6 Connect, there's going to be a, a lot of online tournaments where you can actually physically go play in a, on your simulator and be in a golf tournament. Yeah, and I think that'll be a lot of fun moving forward. I mean, there's the Golf X that just went in here in Carmel. Right. Um, you, you've obviously got Top Golf that, again, kind of gamifies golf. There's this... There's this aspect of gamifying golf that is a, it's not golf. I get it. It's not in, there's going to be purists and there's going to be truists that are like, that's not real golf. But at the, at the end of the day, if it brings people in, if it entertains people, cause that's, that's essentially what sport does, right? Like we're talking about bringing people in and entertainment. There's plenty of adults that don't go play football, but they sit down on a couch and fucking watch it. Right. Yeah. I think, but I think you're hitting a point is that guy, I'd say what sixty seventy percent that go to Top Golf probably don't watch professional golf. No way. But they like. But but they would probably watch a Top Golf tournament. Yeah, and and guess what? They probably also follow a bunch of jackasses on like Instagram, and they watch them at Top Golf like shanking stuff, or they watch or they follow the hashtag Golf Trick Shot just to watch some some kid chip a ping pong ball into a cup or right. something like that, right? Like. I follow all that garbage, shit. and I'm like, this is stupid, but apparently these guys get hundreds of thousands of followers shipping ping pong balls around their house. That's just... Exactly. So, I I think, you know, I don't know. We don't have to go into a ton, it's not, more, we don't have to go into a ton I, more detail. I was going to go into, like, the softwares. I don't, well, I don't think that's... I think the point of this, though, is that golf doesn't have to be the traditional way of, of doing it for people to enjoy what it is, which is, it's, it's a, a challenge game anyways. I mean, it's it's a challenging to, game. Relax. Sure. Absolutely. It's relaxing. I got a question. It's challenging. So we were talking, it's pretty similar, but there's some very key difference because me and you definitely prefer real golf sure. over golf, but this has been, it's fun. So a lot of fun. Wh- what's your, what is your simulator handicap versus your real handicap, Kevin? Um, I would say there's about six different. Six. So I'm, I'm about a, I'm probably about a six handicap on the sim, and then I'm probably about you know twelve out in real. Okay. Hmm. My 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 handicap is like pretty close <laughs> on here. Well, but you're a low handicap anyway. It's, it's so you know being like a two three handicap guy, like you don't have a whole lot more to go. It's because the it's the putting like because I actually try to putt on these yeah. simulators. It's tough. It's like the the golf club. It's really you, tough. You make the more putts putt, tough. You make probably more putts on the regular golf course than you do here. I do. I agree with that. It's gotten better and, with and, the unicorn, I mean, but it's yeah, tough plus, on the golf. I will club. say though, if you putted everything out on here, I bet you think your handicap <laughs> might be higher. Yeah, you're probably right. Which I, it would be the total flip. It was probably about five years ago. Um, I played on the sim every day during the winter. I went first thing I went in, played around the golf, and. I was almost scratched that year on the simulator. Yeah, no, out in, oh, in the real yeah. season, and then so it really helped your oh, game oh, tremendously. And then I got off of it the next year, and yeah, I haven't really been back on it, and my game suffered because of it. <laughs> that muscle memory is everything. Yeah, I mean that. It, if uh, when I make myself because I just. 
don't use it as much, but I have been now with the new simulator. Yeah. And my swing is it's feeling sharper. Mm-hmm. And I think it does make a difference. It's not the of course it's not the putting, but the short game. Well, that that was one thing that I know when I it might have been two winters ago, maybe not, but I was over here more often and I really felt like those pitch shots, those middle range pitch shots, those thirty, forty yarders where it's a it's a judgment, but the difference was is that it gave me a number. Usually I just eyeballed it, but I was like, I was I now had like a okay for thirty yards, this is what I need to do. For forty yards, this is what Yeah, the feeling and then also the number in your head. It was like more and you found yourself gunning at like forty yards. You're like, if people yeah. look, people I, look at I like, did a couple. You you I did a couple times, but I still felt like it was it was one of those things where like you have a different perspective because you. N- I never put a number to that distance before, but now I have a number attached. Well, that's to one it. thing that people don't understand when you lose one thing when you're playing on a golf simulator, and that's depth perception. Yeah. So and that helps you build a lot of muscle memory on the off season that carries over into the the regular season yeah. of golf. Well, I felt like I could also, um, because it's it's as accurate as it is, uh, on the next swing, I do feel like I can make an adjustment just like I would on the, on the regular course. But I also feel like I'm not afraid to lose a golf ball on the regular <laughs> course, too. So I, I don't probably have as many big misses, you know, where you're like, bail out left, bail out right, you know, like you just make bad swings, but you don't, it's not because of the hazard that's in play. So, Kevin, have you uh, had a hole in one? On the uh, golf simulator and also in real life, or neither? I have not had a hole-in-one on the golf simulator. You have not? In real life? I have. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, I mean, it shows you they're not yeah. easy. Two, two years ago at Twin Bridges. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it was 180 yards. Yeah. Wow. Flagged it. Is it a driver? I, no. <laughs> it was a fire iron. <laughs> 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 Love it. I love it. So Kevin, you've, you've said that you are, um, beyond selling golf simulators. You're not necessarily a huge pro golf fan. And no, uh, I follow a tour. Um, unfortunately during the winter times, my busy season. So, yeah. And we're still right in the middle of that. So, okay. um, I don't have much time. Um, so when I'm on the weekends, it's family time. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, we, John and I talk often about you know what's been going on the tour to a degree. We don't focus on it as a big topic um, of our show, but we uh, we touch on some things. Did, did you, you watch- read? Did you read the the GQ article with uh, with Brooks Kepka? No, apparently I need to it's with good. the look that you're giving me. It's right good. Now. It's awesome. It's just All right. it's just Brooks. Brooks being Brooks. Brooks being Brooks is like. You know, he. Had, I, I was reading it today, and I don't even know how old it was. Maybe it's old, but oh. it, I, it's like we just don't, you know, we're not following everything all these guys say all yeah. the time. But it was, it was really, I, I really liked it because he's he's just like, look, I think so many people, more people get into golf if they just open up these, these golf courses for people to play. He goes, for me, I have to sit in a parking lot when I was younger and wait for a member. I, he's like, I thought it just sucked. Yeah. He goes, it should be way more laid back. And like, I, I'm, a li- I'm a little on the fence with that. I don't think you just should open up like everything if, if people are paying for their golf club to be taken care of. But, you know, he has some points of where I, he's I think, like, I like I my shirt kid, untucked. I think any kid under the age of 15 should play for free. I agree. Across yeah. the nation. Every, if you are playing with a paying adult, you're, you're free. I, I don't think I don't think any kid under the age of fifteen should pay to play golf. Um, and honestly, I would even say if you aren't even with a paying adult, 
just go like fine i mean most likely they're not going to allow a kid like under the age of 12 to go out on a course by himself anyway but sorry kids play free and uh, and you want to talk about possibly getting more people into more it more about pace of play at that point though sure but you but you come up with systems for that be like hey fine kids play free after noon okay fine every day or during the week whatever it is and get kids into the game. And the kids will have to like, that's the first thing they get taught is like pace of play. And then they have to go to the side. If the you've got a, a group behind them, it's like, look, just go to the side, wave them through because you're going to take more time. Yeah. They just, they would learn etiquette. I, I, Absolutely. I'm 100% on board with that idea. Have, have sets of clubs there with hodgepodge bags that kids can borrow, you know, whatever. I, I don't think, it, I mean, to me, I'm like. It, There's plenty of tea times at most clubs yeah. to do this. Because here's what ends up happening is it's a trickle-up, actually, effect. If you're dropping your kid off to play golf for free, eventually you're going to be like, well, maybe I should go play with my kid one time. And then you go play, and you pay, and maybe you get into it a little bit more. Well, the first tee is kind of like that. It is. The first tee program. It is. Okay. It, it's more, obviously, for underprivileged, but I'm like, fine, any kid. Like, There's no reason like my kids, for example, they could play whenever they want to, but they don't. And who do we have on for the first tee? A- A- April? Is her name April? Uh, April. Yeah, I think. Is April? April. Wasn't she like the? She's like their. The, yeah, we had a director a guest, or something. A director like that. of the first tee on on yeah. uh, on the on the pod. Really? Yeah, yeah. she was great. She was great. I mean, she really was. I mean, it, she had some stats that we were pretty floored by. Like how many people they, how many kids they reached in Indiana last year? Was it like a hundred? Yeah, thousand. Yeah, they reach a ton of kids. Wow. It's. I mean, I, there's just there's a lot of opportunity with the game uh, to bring it in. I do think things like Top Golf, things like simulators, things like that. I get it. People got to make money. I get well, back it. Back to what but, you were saying about holding kids' attention span too is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if the kids out there have the drive to go out and play golf. Not for long hours. I mean, my kids, I I, I can get them to, around the par three course, and then they're pretty much done. Um, is there I've, a par par three course up here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got the par three, and then we have the eighteen, which is fun. Um, I've been able to get a, a couple of the bigger kids to come out in the real course, play nine with me too. You know, kind of hit it in from the middle of the fairway or something like that, which is good. That's that. I mean, that's how I learned the game. You know, we, my dad, my parents would take me out, and I'd drop, I'd tee off, and then I pick up my ball and drop it in the middle of the fairway, and then hit it in from there. You know, kind of deal, and. Um, you know, just just had fun kind of doing that. But I didn't take it seriously until I was like 14, 15 years old. I didn't um, pick a club until I was 19. Yeah. So, so it, everybody's going to adopt it at a different rate. But I think things like simulators, things like Top Golf, things that are gaming, gamifying, making it easier, shorter amount of time to, to do it, I think it's all great for the game. Here's the thing. I think golf courses, they're starving for play. There's too, yeah. many, there's too many courses. There are. And... Um, I don't see why they don't open up to to the youth. I agree. I think in a place like Indianapolis, it's it's tough too because you know we're shut down six months out of the year, almost five months, and you know they're Hence trying to golf simulators. Yeah, so they're trying to <laughs> nice nice sell cue there. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it, and they're trying to stuff as much in as they can in pretty short duration. Yeah. I mean, even and we're just right on that line where courses get shut out like st louis the courses were open year-round there wow open year-round and 
you know, I'd play in December. We'd play yeah. if it was a I warm mean, day in January. Kentucky and Tennessee are open mostly year round, so it's because you can put Zoys at fairways. Yeah. We had a relative mild winter. I played three or four times this year here. So. Yeah, yeah, I played a couple. They they did some temp tea or temp pins or whatever. Temp like bear I mean, bear slides open all the yeah, time. It is. Mm-hmm. Brookshire used to be back in the day. The Shire. The Shire. <laughs> Uh, too funny. So uh, last week, um, kind of back, <laughs> back full circle to f- pro golf a little bit. Last week, uh, Bear Trap, uh, Honda, whatever at uh, the uh, PGA National. Apparently, this is like the hardest course on tour. I think the winning score was minus six. Um, and uh, Fleetwood shit the bed. I'm Fleetwood shit the bed. Uh, I mean, he was yes, he was no. one over for the last. Day. Yeah, he 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 had it. He and he went in the water on eighteen. That well, that sucked. The one shot he couldn't do, and he did. Yeah, it. he did it. And I mean, that he was needed a bur- he needed a birdie to force the playoff, so he had to do. He had yeah. to try what he did. Yeah, he had to try what he what he shot because otherwise he's you know laying. If he laid up, he's got to hit like a perfect wedge, and then that shot was twenty feet right of the flag. Oh, it was bad. It was not good. I watched it. It was kind of a. It was a. Look, I can't. It's it's hard to say like choking moment, but the guy is too good not to win. Fleetwood is too good not to win. Uh, th- so there's like a huge debate around. You know, a majority of his, well, all of his wins have come on the Euro Tour, right? So he hasn't won in America yet. And you know, is he? The question is like, is he still? Because he's like a top what fifteen guy? He Maybe was top, top twenty for that for the tournament. Top, I don't know where he. Dropped I think him. he's a top twenty guy. You know, so. But, you know, do we – is it because he's won on the Euro Tour and he's getting these extra points for winning there? He's won some solid events. I, I still – I mean, I said at the beginning of the season when we had Coach on that he's one of my guys that I think this year is – he's on the come up kind of thing. Like, we've already seen it enough through the the Ryder Cup things and then some of his Euro wins and things like that that the, the guy's got game. Well, he's got a ton of top tens. Yep. He had a ton of top tens his, last year. His, he's got one of the best swings. Oh, it's, it's so solid. It's just such a good swing. Not as good as Finaus, but... It's it's good, but, but and those, you could put those two in the same category. I love Finaus because it's just such a short... It's just so short and compact. I'm like, and he creates all that power. It's insane. Those are Those two are the... the if you ask me who's the best backdoor top ten guys, those two right <laughs> those there, two guys right, right there, there Finau and Fleetwood. So, so I, did you watch any of the tournament at all? A little bit. I watched a little bit, but this this M kid, he's so good. He can put, dude. <laughs> oh dude and God. and he was firing at flags, like just firing at. He flags. was solid last year. Yeah, and so I I look to see that kid just continue to just go after shit, play aggressive. And he's he twenty two. Look like a golfer. No, like he just, but he's got he's got game. Is he? Does he? Is where's he from though? Did he live Korea, in the states for right? a while though? He's a Korea guy. Okay. He was sitting on the Unicor. He was. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is South South Korea. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Korean dude. I, I mean, just that one. <laughs> no, he uh, this he is he's legit golfer, he and I, he's gonna he's gonna be one that. I mean, we saw that at the Presidents Cup. I mean, he dominated the Presidents Cup. He hit some laser irons there, hit some f- fantastic shots yesterday to finish that off, and he deserved that win for sure. Um, but I, I I do look at Fleetwood. It's almost like if he gets that one win, maybe in the states. 
like that could be like the tipping point for him where he's like, game on. Kind of like when Sergio like won for the first time, then it was like he just he was around for a really long time then playing top golf. So. And, then he, and then he won a major and then Then he won a major, he's like, fuck it. Masters, I'm good. I'm gonna have a kid. I'm gonna beat the shit out of some bunkers. We're gonna be all right. He did. Adidas is still paying me big money. <laughs> he did beat the shit out of some yeah. bunkers. Uh, Taylor made wants to drop me. Fine, I'll go Callaway. You know, he doesn't care. He does not care. No way. He's. I mean, that dude. It's like Jordan Spieth. He's done. <laughs> he's not done. He's. We have he's, on. We have an ongoing debate on whether or not Jordan Spieth. He's struggling. He's all over the map. Yeah. It's he, not. Well, he's no. He's he's at the bottom of the map. He's like down in Antarctica right now. That's how cold his game is. It's bad. He's making some cuts, but God, it's, it's not. not it's, it's not. But bad. you know what? He'll show up at the Masters. I'm sure he will. I don't get. I looked at his tournament schedule today. I don't get why he's playing so little golf. Well, he did last year too. They one of the things last year that there was is that he played. There's some in order to even be uh, qualified for FedEx potential, like to make that, like you have to play X number of tournaments, and he was one fewer. He had maybe have an exemption or some shit. I, I, he's not I don't get a lot. it, and he's not playing again until the Dell. Technologies thing. He's he's not so he's got one event I think before the Masters. Why he didn't play last week? Maybe he didn't qualify. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so question. So at the beginning of the golf season, um, we get kind of ramped up. It's like it always seems to be to me like a lead up to the Masters, right? It's like we've got the California swing, and then we've got this Florida swing that's going on right now. Is there one of those two swings? That is more interesting to you guys. Oh, Florida swing. I start getting charged. I start getting charged okay. up right now. Like I today, I felt like spring. It's coming. Okay, I can feel it. Like you well, can go, the you weather. Can, you can the go. weather was actually pretty damn nice here in Indiana. Too. Actually, I just came back from Florida last week. So okay, oh, yeah, you, it was oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> you can get. You can. You can give the a little bit. You can start feeling like not just like watching on the internet. You can feel hello, friends. Yep. You can start feeling Hello, that. friends is coming. <laughs> All right. So Florida swing is the one that starts tipping you yes. you're there. Like I get jacked up. I do get jacked up on the California stuff. And I, I, I think it's because I like uh I like Pebble being in there and the waste management thing kind of gets me. And like I don't know, there's just some stuff going on there and Tory Pines. And uh, to me, I'm like that stuff to me. I should I even get jazzed up on the Hawaii shit. So uh, maybe I get like it's January. Let's go. I'm too early in on this, but um, the players is like now. I like the players being in March. Um, to, to me, that's like that's where it should fit. It should. I think it sharpens the guys. The, I think it sharpens the guys. It should too, be for part of this Florida swing. It should have always been there. It's it's the it's way. Great. It's where, where it should be. It's, it's, I think it sharpens the guys for the Masters. Because it's so competitive. That is, yeah. that is, is it's a great event. It's isn't it the top field in golf? Have you played Sawgrass? I haven't. I was supposed to play it this year. Yeah, didn't, what, didn't what make it happen. Um, that's my brother's fiftieth birthday, and we had plans to go to watch the tournament and then stay that week and yeah. actually play it after yeah. the tournament was over. And we find out we had to stay in there for a full week before we could actually play it. Oh, uh, we didn't okay. want to spend that much time. Yeah, I get you. Got to work. Yep. Got to work. Got to hustle. Okay. Uh, you, I know you haven't played it. I have not played it. Nope. Um, I know some people that have, and I've heard it's hard as shit. But I heard, yeah, and then I've heard it kind of both ways. If it's worth 
plan and yeah. some were on the fence. And then some said it was great. Well, I mean, even the no laying up guys were talking about it uh, this week on their podcast. And because they, you know, they're based out of Jacksonville and um, they, uh, they, um, they were, some of them were like on the fence. They're like, you know what? I'll play it from the white tees hitting hybrids and irons off every hole. You know what I mean? Like where I don't have to feel like I've got to hit driver everywhere and I might actually enjoy that golf course, but you put me back anywhere and I got to try to like hit driver a lot and stuff. He's like, it's just, it's a long fucking day. It's that's you're bringing, like, you're bringing a lot of golf balls with that, you. That's old corkscrew, which you're getting ready to encounter. Sweet. Done in Fort Myers. Like it. It's what it is. Great. Can't wait to lose a bunch of NVXs. Do I need to bring some shit like no. balls? No. Just depends on how you're, if you're driving it like a dickhead and that shit gets in your head when you're going two inside out. <laughs> I thought you were going back to uh, hitting the, the cut. So I, I've been hitting, so I've got, I've got a driver swing in which I grip down almost to the shaft. And uh, I, hit, I hit like a 250-yard kind of cut swing. And it it's my keep the ball and fucking play, but it doesn't go, it doesn't go that far, but it keeps the ball in play. And there's there's a number of holes out here because it isn't real long out here, that that is like a it's just a key shot. But you get out to an old course crew and John drags us back to seven thousand three hundred yards or something like that. Oh, we're that. playing the tips that day. And 100%. and and I'm not I'm not sure that two hundred fifty yard cut is gonna is gonna cut it. If it's you gonna will. be miserable. It's but, gonna be miserable. But we're bringing we're bringing two other guys down that are pretty long hitters, um, mm-hmm. so it should be fun. To, Johnny's gonna be with the alligators. Oh my god, he he just left for um, uh, or he's leaving for Phoenix tomorrow morning. So he's an animal. Yeah, so he'll be. At Is three. he going with his dad? Yeah, so they'll be in Phoenix playing some golf That's this awesome. week, and then in two weeks go? he'll be because they it's just like his annual birthday trip with his dad. They just go. Does Mike go? Nope. So huh. good. Good for Johnny. I love Johnny. So the Johnny, he's he's probably he, the longest hitter out here. He can hit it far. He can hit it when he's like feeling good and he's hitting the ball well. I was with him on his. Um, I would he would probably say it was the best like at least tournament round of his life last year, and yeah. I hit the worst tournament round of my life. He when he shot that seventy one, he was playing so well and he was driving the ball. I mean his carries were three ten. 315 he just beats the shit out of it. I mean, just, that's long, that was long his has left me. Long is not in my game anymore. Straight. He, you, is the, my game. the the shoulder turn that this guy makes is just I, I don't know. He just coils it's power. up. It's power. He coils up. I mean, it, there's lower body upper it's all it's power. It's all sorts of but when he gets off and he starts topping that shit, <sighs> ew, long day. High numbers. Long day. <laughs> Yeah, I saw Long him. Day. I've seen him take on my hole that I live on. I saw in tournament play another <laughs> time. I saw him take, I think it was a nine on this par four. Oh, yeah. He kept on trying to hit it off the he tee might, and try to clear have, a leg. He may have taken 11, I think, on this hole one time. It's pretty bad. But, hey, you know, He's, who's counting? No. Well, um, thanks again, Kevin. Yeah, this Ke- was great. No problem. Did we miss anything? Um, maybe a little whiskey test here. Oh, I like that. All right, so uh, well, give us give us a second. We're gonna prep here. We've got a, a nice twenty year scotch. Well, one thing I want to say is just before we yeah. we chat, we say, uh, you know, if you got anybody who, who's listening, is if you want to check out anything with golf simulators, just give give Kevin a ring. 
think golfsimulators.com. Yeah. It's got your phone number. It always I'll, goes to you. I'll you link answer. them up in the podcast, and we'll put. I'll put you. I'll link you guys up on Instagram and it, Twitter and all that kind of and stuff. And I can. Too. I can assure you, Kevin is not a salesman. <laughs> no, <laughs> he won't try to sell you, but he will answer your questions like you wouldn't believe. And you end up buying. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, uh, Jeff. Uh, if you ha- up in Chicago, if you haven't bought your simulator yet, we'll get you hooked up with Kevin. All right, we'll be right back in just a second. All right, we're back. We're getting settled in here. Um, everybody's kind of getting their headphones gear back on. We have the, um, this is out of, I don't even know how you pronounce this, Ledeg Distillery. Um, this is a product of Scotland, single malt scotch whiskey, the Monroe's. I tried to look it up on the distiller app, but I did not find it. So um, this is a ca- cask strength vintage bottling aged 20 years um, from the island region, uh, hogshead American oak cask type. Um, it was distilled in 97, bottled in 2017. Um, what's this go for retail? Uh, 200. Two. Hundred dollars retail. Um, Holy shit! There, this is uh, Kev. This it, is, the ratings I'm seeing on like flavor is nine point nine. So I, I mean, on the nose here, this is insane. I mean, the ratings I'm seeing, uh, Mark, is is high. Um, this is no no wonder it's not on the distiller app because this is probably n- not a lot of people drink have had have had drinking this. All right, I'm going to try. I'm excited. So this is a 20-year-old aged scotch. Let's go at it. I almost feel, I almost feel bad that I, we put this on ice. but That's pretty smooth. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> really good. This, I, here's the deal. Kevin, I, I don't drink scotch. Like, I've had it. John makes me drink it every now and then. My dad drinks scotch. My mom drinks scotch. So, like, I've had it, right? But I don't drink it. And I've got a couple bottles in my basement just because dipshits come over to my house and you got to have it. Why did you pick this? Like, how did yeah, you... Yeah, what... So, yeah, let, let's start I there. I am not a liquor guy, so... So, where one, where did you get it? Um, I ordered online. Okay, so you had to deliver. Mm-hmm. So, what... Where, um, what... Uh, I guess, how... Tell us about your search process, then. Like, how did you go about finding this i didn't look too hard um you ever heard the app touch a modern or yep yep that's where i got it from okay it was one of their items yeah. okay yeah i mean they, so touch a modern's cool because mm-hmm. they always find like unique gifts essentially or unique things guys should have right i mean that's essentially what their website does right um and so this was one of those things where like you should collect this or you should have this in your collection Correct. kind of thing right now, I mean, this is your guys' bottle. I bought it for you guys, but I think it's got a really good flavor. It's smooth, a little smoky flavor. It's there's so much smoke on the nose. It's got the like pee. it almost it kind of knocked me out at first when I sniffed the bottle. Um, but as as it's kind of got a little bit more water opening it up, which I mean, most again like Scotch so, neat is not typical, right? They the, want you to put a little water in it. Right. So I think the ice is Did essentially you put, doing that. For I would. I'm going to try this neat next time. Oh, just for yeah, just, just to, to try. So what flavors are you getting? Because the back of this, did you read the back? I didn't read the back. So this is unique. So tell me what you guys are getting. Like so, your the nose. What you did? What you said? You got the. It says olfactory nerves will be greeted by an abundance of smoked peat. <laughs> yeah. 
It's Smoky Pete right okay. there for sure. And then the next is the flavor. That's the middle, and then there's the finish. So yeah. what flavors are you getting? Uh, there, ugh, there's almost like a floral kind of thing going on in here, but I'm also feeling like a little citrus too. I think I'm getting the citrus out of it. Okay. So what they describe on here, I don't know. I don't think I would have I picked the second part. So it says big, comma, round sweetness, mm-hmm. bananas, flambe, and demora, demora sugar. Okay. That's the flavor. So bananas, maybe is a citrus? I wouldn't go there with the citrus, but I, there was maybe that's the fruit that I was kind of mm-hmm. going for. Like, all right, so there's a fruit in here where there's some sweetness. And the finish. And maybe I was, because I, I, I couldn't pinpoint lemon, lime, Whatever, but so what's your finish? What do you guys describe? Peatiness. There's definitely the peat that lingers in there. So they go the smoky peatiness and bracing sea air, but but mainly peat. I don't know, but it it doesn't hurt me. I can tell you that much. This is I definitely get the, the big smoke flavor. Yeah, I love it. Like. I think this is some of the best. And I like, I used to, I don't drink scotch hardly anymore. I used to. I used to like it a lot more. And I like Pete. This is, this might reinvigorate my scotch interest again. This is really good. God damn it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Shit. Well, you know what? So a few episodes ago. I know you want to, you like bourbon. Well, no, here's the thing. And the tequila. Right. But a few episodes ago, we were like, you know what? We need to find like the value man's proposition drinks, you know, like where. What can you get for fifty dollars or less? And and here, here we go. Last week, I you know I brought back an over hundred dollar bottle of tequila from uh you know from Mexico, and, really and it was freaking good. And here we got a two hundred dollar bottle of scotch at twenty years, and we're like, all right, that's pretty freaking good. And it, you know, it there's I got a three hundred dollar bottle of rum at home too. Really? What's that? Called? It hasn't been opened. What is mm. it? Um, I don't know. I take a look at it. Yeah, <laughs> you just buy three hundred dollar no, bottles. It was a gift. Okay. Yeah. And it's been sitting in my closet for so you need three to come, years. And so you need to come yeah. back for another pod and then uh, we try it? I think we'll give that a shot. <laughs> All right. I like it. It actually has its own serial number. I can say that might be rum, might be my least favorite of the liquors. It's good. Like, really good rum, though. It's, you have some good rum. We did. We When we were down in um, uh, the Dominican, we had them bring us, like, kind of like a local, like, you know, unique branded and bottle. It was good. It was good. And it was very good, but it was one of those where we're, we're drinking this like on the rocks and we're just kind of sipping it and enjoying it. That Actually, I think I've also come to the conclusion tequila goes down way too easy for me. This I would take much more time drinking. It's uh, unlike, great with a cigar. Like, oh like unbelievable. Dude, we got to we gotta hit the uh, Rocky Patel uh, lounge. Uh, I've already got this. We're set up. <laughs> <laughs> Get some scotch and cigars. Be good. Um, that hey, Kev, appreciate. Thank it, you. Man. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. This is fantastic. Uh, um, he gifted it, so apparently to a friend. So yeah, if you have the means and to gift that to a friend, uh, I recommend it if you can find that. Um, and I mean, really, the website you found it through. I mean, that's kind of the idea, right? It's 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 for the collector. It's for the guy who. Wants to have unique things, and and to me, this is a unique bottle that if you had it in your collection and you sampled it with friends and had people over that were you know Scotch connoisseurs, I think they would enjoy the shit out of that. And that's the reason why John's getting it. There you go. I dig it. 
Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a it's a heavier alcohol too. It's fifty two point six percent. So it's not, you know, it's not quite lighter fluid yet. Like some of the al- like scotches but I've had. I, well, that's one thing though. The the alcohol is not burning you at all, and it's, so on the I can't finish, how smooth. It so is. that's the thing on the finish. You know, sometimes these things they got that smoked up front. You get the great fruit flavor maybe in the middle, and then at the end you're like, okay, burn right and and. Um, even that tequila we had last week, at the end, it wasn't a harsh burn, I but like you that. got, but you had, but I liked it. Actually, I liked the alcohol on that one too, for whatever reason. But like, because it, it was like, it like kind of made it. This, but is, this one doesn't need it. This might be one of the easier, drink, easier drinking scotches. It's just, I've ever it's had. so smoky though that like you're like, you you really want to just sip it. You definitely don't, aren't like taking it down. Yeah. It's good. I recommend it's it. Good. Thanks, well, Kev. Good work, man. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you, um, uh, Kevin. We really appreciate you having on the show. Um, we'll have to have you back uh, as, as obviously things continue to evolve in this space and we continue to work with you in the future. We'd love to obviously trade off some uh, some uh, um, obviously promotions and some things like that, which will be fun. And then, uh, John, appreciate you uh, hosting, obviously, us this evening uh, with your sim. Might have to hit a few shots here tonight. And uh, with that, folks, go out there, hit more greens. You'll score better. We appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. Enjoyed it. Thank you.